The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. WBCA Radio is proud to present City Talk, where fascinating conversation is alive and well. With your host, Boston Radio veteran, Ken Meyer. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of City Talk. It is a privilege to welcome this guest. I've never spoken to a president before, but we are able to speak to the president of the Boston City Council. And he is none other than Ed Flynn. And Counselor, it's really an honor and a pleasure to speak to you. Well, Ken, it's great to be with you. It's great to speak to you and to, and to your listeners as well throughout, throughout Boston. So honored to be here with you, Ken. Thank you for the invite. Anytime. Let's, let's talk about uh, first things first. COVID is on everybody's mind. Um, how's the city doing? How about the uh, the people having to show an ID when they go into a restaurant? Does it does it is it hurting businesses? And what are your other thoughts on the COVID situation? It's a great it's a great question to start at. The COVID nineteen pandemic has been a difficult period for our city and country. Um, the virus is becoming a leading cause of death for first responders over the last two years. Um, data has shown that vaccines and boosters have been extremely effective. They are helpful in preventing severe de- diseases, hospital- hospitalizations, and death. Um, you know, I've, I've spent the last two years encouraging my neighbors, not just in District 2, but throughout, throughout Greater Boston, to get vaccinated, boosted, listen to public health professionals, our healthcare workers, um, medical systems, so that they're not overwhelmed as other medical emergencies continue to require their attention. So that is really the key at this point during the pandemic, it's, it's wearing a face covering, it's getting, it's getting vaccinations, it's getting boosters, it's listening to the advice and recommendations of public health professionals. So I'm gonna to continue to work with the mayor, Michelle Wu and her administration to encourage everybody uh, to get that, but also, we also have to work with our city employees and our unions to bargain in good faith. So we have a lot of work to do, um, but I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll continue to work closely with the administration, with our city workers um, during these difficult, challenging times in our city. It seems from what little I know that the mayor is doing the right thing. And I can't understand why some of the unions like the firefighters, for instance, are trying to resist the policies that that she's trying to put forth? Well, I think a lot of unions want want this done through collective bargaining and collective bargaining is an important aspect of labor and management negotiations. Um, Our our unions have built the middle class 
and they've gotten to the middle class through good contracts, through collective bargaining, um, through hard work, through discipline. So that is an important part of, of, of this debate. And that's something I'm gonna continue working on. Um, but, in the, but the final analysis is that the vaccines are effective and we have to do a better job throughout our country of educating people of why vaccinations are important. Is, is the policy of having to show uh, the fact that you've been vaccinated, whatever, hurting the restaurant business in Boston? Are people resenting that and staying home? I, I think that's the case for, for some people. I know restaurants have called me and let me know that businesses have been off in, in, in many neighborhoods throughout Boston. Um, so that is a concern, but we have to continue to work closely with our small businesses providing them the assistance, the, um, the various programs, funding, grants, um, and encouraging people to shop locally, support our small businesses, our restaurants in, in the neighborhoods. Uh, but we have a lot of work to do. This pandemic had a devastating impact on small businesses, women-owned businesses, uh, businesses owned by communities of color. So we need to we need to continue to provide outreach and services to those most impacted. What about the uh, the business of where uh, going to school or staying home and working remotely? I think I think over the last several weeks we've seen we've seen um, companies in downtown Boston now asking workers to come back at least two days a week or three days a week. So it's not just 100% remote anymore. I think businesses are, are eager to get back to the downtown area of Boston to be more engaged, to be more active, involved. But a lot of these great decisions that are made in businesses are done through you know, one-on-one contact, working closely with, with their colleagues in a, in a work environment not necessarily over the internet. So I think it is important that we, we get people back to work, back into these offices in Boston, but do it in a safe way as well. How did the city make out during the storm? Did you or the mayor ride the snow plows like your dad used to? I was with the, that's a good question, Ken. I was with the mayor um, and we talked to many city workers, including public works, including transportation, um, you know, we got a, a hands-on view of, of the, the role of city government during a snowstorm. I, I asked the mayor to brief us before the storm hit, uh, brief the entire city council. We have a new group of colleagues. So I wanted, I wanted them to be prepared as well on how to deal with a snowstorm. So the answer, the, the, the answer to your question is no, I didn't go on any snow plows, but I always, I always loved doing that when I was a little kid with my father. Uh, we always had a lot of fun. And, you know, when he, when he would go on the snow plow, um, it showed respect for the public works employees, but also it showed respect for the residents of Boston that, um, you know, we take these issues very seriously, these quality of life issues. So, 
I'm proud of the job my father did as mayor, but I'm also proud to be a member of the city council and I'm proud to work closely with Mayor Wu as well. Now, um, you, you mentioned a whole new batch of uh, city councilors, as it were. Take a couple of minutes, if you can, and, and tell us about them and some of their backgrounds. Yeah, um, we have um, Councillor uh, Rootsy Lejeune. Um, she's Haitian American. She's an attorney. And she has great experience uh, representing uh, workers um, as, a, as, a, as a defense counsel. So she has great experience. She's working as the chair of Immigrant Advancement as well. Erin Murphy is a new city councilor. Uh, she's a former public school teacher, and she's going to be active on public health and education issues. We have um, we have Brian Worrell out of Dorchester, a small business owner. It's going to provide tremendous leadership on economic development issues. Uh, Tanya Fernandez Anderson. Um, out of Roxbury, the Kim Janey's Kim Janey's seat. Um, she's off to a great start. She's a chair of Ways and Means, and we also have um, uh, Councillor uh, Kendra Lara, um, who's also doing great work on constituent services and has been a great colleague and great to work with. So we have a great new group of people eager to work. Um, asking the right questions, rolling up their sleeves, doing the doing the work of a district councilor and an at-large councilor. So I'm honored to work with them. I'm honored to be their colleague. And um, it's great to see new people, new faces here on the city council. It's the most diverse group. It's the most diverse Boston city council in its history. Now, are you, are you all meeting virtually or do you go back to the city council chambers? Right now we're meeting virtually, but as of next week, we'll be back to the chamber. Um, so we've had some planning that we we had to deal with in logistics, but as of next Wednesday, we'll be meeting in person. So it'd be great to be in the Ionella chamber here at city hall and engaging the residents, but also Ken, over the last two years, the the city hasn't shut down because of the pandemic. We've been engaged in doing the city's business over, over Zoom, um, over conference calls, over, um, over so many different ways throughout social media. So it's, it's, it's still important that even during a pandemic, the business of the people continues. Now, switching gears a little bit, tell me what it was like to grow up with the mayor of the city of Boston is your dad? Well, I think it was a tremendous honor for my family when my father was mayor. Um, and, you know, it was difficult in different times in, in, in the late 70s and 80s in, in this city. And I think he did a tremendous job, especially on race relations. We had a divided city. And he spent a lot of time, energy, working with residents across the city, but especially communities of color to make sure that 
they were part of the decision making at city city at city hall they had a very diverse administration but but i got i got i i enjoyed when he was mayor cuz it showed me how important government is to people especially the nuts and bolts of city government returning phone calls returning emails getting back to people trying to be helpful the most important phone call someone makes is you know to an elected official so you need to take that phone call very seriously and try to be helpful as best you can um that's what government is about helping people how much of an influence or help was he when you i mean what what made you decide that you wanted to go into politics and and did he encourage you or just stay in the background well ken i had an opportunity to serve almost 25 years in the us navy and you know i i had a tremendous experience and opportunity to be stationed in many countries across the world and in the middle east so i had an opportunity to work with people from all kinds of backgrounds and experiences the most diverse group in the world is the united states military so you know i learned a lot about problem solving accountability um hard work and that's something i always i always valued in my my professional life there was an opportunity for me to run for this seat when it opened up 4 years ago and i was fortunate enough to be elected but it wasn't necessarily something i always wanted to be was an elected official i i just wanted to be effective at any job that i did to work as hard as i could um in the military um in other positions that i had and that's what i'm doing now in the council is just trying to be the best elected official i can be for my district for my city i take this job responsibility very seriously and you know i, I give it 100% every day yeah i know uh, when your dad was on the city council i used to love it because i worked with david finnegan at wbz and whenever anybody had any questions we just call your dad up on the phone and he was always ready willing and able to talk to david and go on the air at any time and i always liked that and appreciated that no thank you ken that's that's kind of you to say it's important to communicate your message to the residents of the city the residents are interested in city government they are interested in neighborhood issues they want to know how government works how city services are delivered so it's important to communicate effectively to your constituents to your constituents and to the entire really the entire greater boston area as well um were you around when your dad uh, was uh, ambassador to italy i i i was in washington dc i was working at the us labor department i worked under robert reich um in the in the clinton administration but i i had an opportunity to visit italy but i was i was involved in my own professional career at that time so i didn't i didn't spend any meaningful time in in rome but i it's a beautiful country i love the the italian community i love the italian people recognizing their 
enormous contributions to our city and country. But I, I, was, I was fortunate enough to work for almost five years at the US Department of Labor. I worked on efforts to increase the federal minimum wage. We had a baseball lockout at that time. I was involved in the efforts to bring both parties together. Um, I also was involved in healthcare uh, and pension-related issues in job training. So I had, a, I had a busy, busy time working in Washington. I also worked on veterans issues as well. So um, a great, great opportunity, a great experience for me. You know, Roger Mudd, former newsman, wrote a book and the title of it was Washington is the place to be. Do you miss Washington? I love Washington. I, I love going there and visiting. My wife and I try to get down there maybe two or three times a year. We love the Smithsonian museums. We can, we can spend all day visiting different museums and walking along the mall and going up to the Lincoln Memorial and the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, the Korean Memorial. They have a new World War II and disabled American veterans. Um, but I love everything about Washington. I know the people. I have respect for the city government and their sports programs, sports teams. Uh, but it, Washington's a special place. And I I'll always cherish the times I had there and the people I met, especially. Tell me about Bill Clinton. Uh, in spite of the uh, problems that, that cropped up with some gal named Lewinsky or something like that, um, I always heard what a charismatic and engaging individual Bill Clinton was. I had an opportunity to work with him on a couple of issues and interact with him a couple of times. So it was, a, it was a great experience. You know what, Ken, I also had the opportunity to work closely with Senator Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and I supported her for president um, a, a while back, but I also had a good relationship with her. I worked with her on healthcare reform related issues. I worked with her on some job training programs and outreach to some veterans organizations. So it was a great opportunity to learn from from the president and secretary of state, but also from the career um, government officials as well that really keep the government moving, keep the government moving forward. And just a tremendous opportunity. That experience has made me a better city councilor here in Boston. You were also a parole officer. Now, the closest I ever got to knowing anything about parole officers is watching Sergeant Joe Friday on television. But <laughs> tell me about that and how you got into that and, and some of your experiences there if possible. Yeah, I was a probation officer, which is slightly different from a parole officer. And, and I did that job for almost, almost eight or nine years. I also enjoyed the experience. I was the supervisor of a re-entry program people coming out of, mostly young men, but coming out of jail or prison, trying to get them the services and programs they needed, such as um, drug treatment programs, um, you know, access to medical care, um, working with them on their quarry, quarry of the criminal offender records, um, but also trying, trying to provide some positive leadership to them during difficult times, everyone, you know, unfortunately, 
everyone makes mistakes in life, but 99% of the people coming out of jail or prison come back to their neighborhood that they grew up in. And so we wanna make sure when they do come back that they, they have an opportunity to go to work, to support their family, to pay their bills, um, to raise their children. And, and you need a job to do that. And you know we have a lot more work to do when it, when it comes to helping people coming out of jail and prison. Is it easier for them now to find jobs or more difficult? It's difficult for them, although there was some core reform changes made by the legislature and Governor Patrick that was very helpful. We need to do more on core reform, giving, giving young people, young men, the opportunity to not have the core, the criminal record, hang over their head their entire life. Um, you know, we have to work with businesses to be more understanding, more compassionate in hiring people with a criminal record. So it's, it's difficult, it's challenging, um, but we can't give up on people that made a mistake in life. Is it easier though, because of all the technology and the, 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 the work that has to be done with computers and computer programming and things like that, are, are these people helped in any of that to help them get jobs? Yeah, the, the technology is able to assist them. Um, but, you know, that's only a small part of it. The, the, the critical part of it is changing, updating the criminal, the Corey law to give the, those coming out of jail or prison a better opportunity to get a job where that Corey wouldn't hang over their head for so many years. So we have more work to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on that in this upcoming um, council term as well. Now, am I hearing that there have been more renovations uh, at City Hall and another entrance added? Yeah, the Did outside of, the outside of City Hall's um, the, the plaza area, which is which is not the Congress Street side, which is the Cambridge Street side, is being done over completely done over, and it's going to be more welcoming for families and uh, persons with disabilities and a place to enjoy during the day, especially nice weather, place to sit out and get some, you know, shade underneath, underneath the tree. And it's going to be, um, it's going to be a healthy environment for, for residents, a welcoming environment for all. And so they're actually constructing it now, making the renovations now. I'm looking forward to seeing how it comes out, but I've been engaged in the process for day one. And a lot of that was done under Mayor, uh, Mayor Walsh who started that. So I was glad to work with Mayor Walsh in getting that off the ground. Yep. And you also, I'll bet, work with my buddy, Kristen McCosh. Kristen's a great friend. She does a tremendous job. She's the commissioner. And she plays an invaluable role in city government. And, you know, I ask when development takes place that, you know, we show respect for persons with disabilities that we respect all ADA laws. We make it as welcoming for persons with disabilities as, as we possibly can. Krista McCosh is exceptional and she's one of the real unsung heroes in the city of Boston. I'm proud to call her my friend and proud to call her the commissioner. 
Well, she was also my boss for about seven or eight years. So <laughs> it makes us even. Yeah, yeah, we've been fortunate to uh, to know to know Kristen and know the the critical role that um, dis disability advocates play in, in in our city in society. And you know, we need to do more. Ken, I'm active with the Disabled American Veterans, and I'm going down to Washington at the end of this month to lobby Congress on some uh, federal legislation that will help disabled veterans. So. I'm going to report back to the council on exactly what happened down there as well. So I'll, I'm, I'm glad you brought that issue up for me. It's something that's very important. We have to make sure we treat persons with disabilities with respect and dignity. I'll buy that. Uh, I certainly was when I was there at City Hall. I got along with everybody. It was a great place to be. It, 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 it certainly it certainly was and certainly is. And I'm, I'm proud to be here. I'm proud to represent my constituents of District 2, Ken, which includes South Boston, the South End, Chinatown, um, Back Bay, Beacon Hill, the Bay Village, the Fort Point area, the South Boston waterfront. So I'm, I'm a busy, I'm busy with the with a large, with a large group of engaged residents across the city too. Tell me about the elderly commission. I know in the wintertime. Snow is is a rough, rough problem for the elderly. Um, how have they been doing, and what if if anything has been done to to help them out in this area? Yeah, they 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 renamed the elderly commission to Age Strong, and the commissioner is Emily Shea, who also does a wonderful job. Um, she has great experience working with our seniors. Uh, making sure that there are programs and services available for them, including access to healthcare, to various activities, helping them get to their medical appointments through the City of Boston uh, Age Strong Van Transportation Service. But also, a lot of our seniors are continue to work in the workplace. And they're making enormous contributions here in the city and across the state. So Age Strong does a tremendous work in our in our city, but really represents the values, the interests of our seniors and our grandparents as well uh, that play a critical role in, in society. Yeah, Emily, Emily Shea was there when I was still there. So it's nice to know that she is there as well after after I left. Uh, off the top of your head, what what goals do you foresee or what do you want to happen within the next year or so as president of the city council? I think I think with a new group of people, I'm I'm trying to provide the best um, leadership and um, guidance to them. They're as I mentioned, they're an exceptional group of of elected officials, leaders, and I know they're going to do a wonderful job, an effective job, but I'm just going to try to continue working closely with all of my colleagues in making sure that they're successful in addressing concerns in their district or across the city. So it's about leadership, providing positive leadership to my colleagues while working closely with the Wu administration on various critical issues such as pedestrian safety, public safety, 
um, social and economic justice issues, support for our immigrant neighbors. I, I mentioned quality of life issues, environmental, racial justice issues as well. And, you know, we have a lot of work to do in this city, um, in our neighborhoods, but I'm so fortunate to have been elected the council president. It's a tremendous honor for me. I'm only going to, it's a two year term. So I'm just going to work as hard as I can, knowing this is, I only have one bite of the apple. I'm just going <laughs> to be as effective as I can for the residents of the city. And um, that's, that's all I want to do is, is work hard, be effective. I don't want anyone to give me any credit or at all. I just want, I just want this, the city government to work for all residents. And I'll, I'm going to continue doing that, working closely with um, Mayor Wu. Just so the audience knows what's going on, what, what upcoming events are you involved in in the next few days? Well, the next few days, we have our weekly um, Wednesday city council um, hearing, which is on Wednesday at noon. Um, we had a city council ways and means committee today on some budget related issues. Um, I have other community meetings this week and we have a government operations meeting. Um, I believe that's Thursday. Um, and then Ken, the mayor will release her budget shortly and that will take up a significant amount of our time on the council. So it's important to work closely with city departments and learn everything we can about the budget, but also to effectively advocate for programs that are, are critical to the residents of the city. Now, are, are you the only other one involved in politics in your family besides your dad? I am, I'm the only one. Um, so I'm, I'm here at City Hall. Um, I'm, I'm in the office right now, but I'm the only member of my family in government. And how is your dad, by the way? He's, How's he doing? He, he's he's had some struggles um, in in the past with um, his neck, with his balance, with his back um, and his legs. He's um, I think he's making he's making progress, but he's um, he's engaged in physical therapy with the um, Spalding Hospital in, in Charlestown. But he's resilient. He's tough. And he's, he's doing better. So thank you for asking, Ken. Well, listen, he, I don't know whether your, your people told you, but he uh, came along at a very critical time in my life and helped me get a job and helped me survive when I couldn't find any, any jobs and I was unemployed. So uh, I owe a great deal to your father more than you'll ever, or he will ever know. Well, that's, that's kind of you to say, Ken. And I think, I think that's what government is about is, is helping, helping people, giving people a hand up, giving people encouragement, especially people that are, that are down in their luck and that are in need of assistance. You, you never turn away from, from someone in need. That's what, that's my political philosophy, Ken. Well, he did it for me and I'll always be grateful. In fact, I still have a picture his last day at city hall. He invited everybody anybody who wanted to to come down and have their picture taken with him. And I took full advantage of it. So I feel very close to your dad. Well, that's, that's kind of you to say, Ken, thank you for those. Thank you for those kind words. 
Counselor, I want to thank you very much for spending some time with me here on this program. I know you have an awfully busy schedule, and I must compliment you, too, on how quickly your office uh, responded to my email request. I couldn't believe that. I think that's great. Well, Ken, I'm, I'm fortunate to have a wonderful staff, a wonderful team. I think I have the most diverse staff in the on the city council. I have four women of color on my staff, and, the, and they're all immigrants. They speak languages um, other than English as well. So I'm just so so fortunate to have a dedicated and hardworking team that helped me, but more importantly, help the constituents in District 2. Well, listen, again, I, I appreciate your time, and please know that if there's anything I can do with this program or anything I can do from here, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give me a call or call Gene Hartigan and we'll work it out. Well, thank you, Ken, for the invitation and want to wish you and the, and the listeners a happy new year. Happy new year to you too, Counselor. And that will do it for another edition of City Talk. Thanks for listening to another great conversation with Ken Meyer and friends. You can contact Ken by email. The address is kjmeyer7 at gmail.com. That's kjmeyer7 at gmail.com. Tune in next time for more conversation with Ken Meyer on City Talk. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.